Good afternoon and welcome back to Blur Podcasts. And we are here today to discuss some very big stuff. And yes, we've been away for a week or two, but we needed it. We needed the break. We needed to have some time alone to reflect, I guess. It, you know, we didn't think we'd get full seasons of anything this year, and we have had just that. Now, before we get onto the topic of the day, which is, of course, the British Touring Guard Championship season review... We'll be talking about other things that have been happening in the world of motorsport very quickly. First of all, I'd like to say a speedy recovery to Roman Grosjean after his huge, terrifying incident in Bahrain. And, you know, I've analysed the crash a few times myself and I just I just can't understand how it's happened. And I've looked at that guardrail a few times and I don't understand why it's in that direction. I don't... <laughs> it should be a straight piece, right? I know there's a service road behind it and everything, but really should be should be facing a different way than that that's or some tire wall you know they really need to assess that and it things like that only take an accident for people to go oh yeah maybe we should have a look at that so ross braun spoke about it the other day the fa are gonna have a look at the whole circuit facilities and see what's going on so anyway he survived that's just the good news the car held up well it's split in half but the car safety cell which is the front part effectively the car the monocoque the part of the car that holds the driver held up perfectly fine so that's good minor burns but safe and sound and making a recovery and that's what's important uh formula one kicks off again this weekend at the same circuit running the oval barring layout which we've never seen before which might be interesting i don't know i prefer the original circuit personally but double headers got a double header and then one more race in Abu Dhabi after, uh, which gives us a 17-round championship season. Uh, thank God, 17 rounds, better than what we thought we got. You know, we were lucky to get as many rounds as we did. Thank God for the double-headers that we got as well. Um, very good. Um, Lewis Hamilton this morning po- tested positive for COVID-19. He'll make a speed recovery, as I'm sure. But who will replace him? Rumours to be Mercedes reserve driver Stoffel van Dorm. Everyone wants a seat there, really. I mean, it would be unfair not to give it to him, but you'd give it to, I don't know, I'd give it to Nico Hulkenberg. Fuck it, just give it to him. Let him get a podium and everyone can be, live life happy. That's all we want. And to be honest, it's not like Mercedes are still fighting for the construct. You know, if they were fighting for the constructors' championship, they'd need a driver and they knew the car and everything, so you'd play the safe game. But Mercedes aren't fighting for anything. They've won the constructors, they've won the drivers. Bottas is probably going to get second in the championship anyway, so they've done everything they need to do. It would just be nice to see a driver in there that would could go for the win, that we'd like to see take it to Bottas. But who knows? Anyone who's jumping in that car... It's going to be under a lot of pressure. And I'm sure Lewis Hamilton will make a return for the final race of the season. Uh, in World Endurance News, we know that they're building up for the new regulations LMDH, Hypercar. Uh, we already know that Toyota and a few other privateers and Peugeot have declared interest and are signing up for this championship. As we know, Audi, as of yesterday, said they were leaving Formula E, which is fair enough. They've been there for a while. There's many manufacturers in there. There's like six manufacturers in there, so it's not like they're leaving the championship with not a lot going on. And they'll be going to enter the hypercar. You know, I'm never a huge fan of Audi because they won everything, but it'd be nice to see them back and fighting. And if Peugeot are back as well, it should be very interesting. So let's 
So let's move on there. So the big stuff, of course, we had Macau as well, but Macau slipped under the radar, I think, a bit this year because not none of the big World Series were there. And I did watch a bit of the racing, but it wasn't it wasn't mad exciting. But Macau's Macau. It it delivers most times. Sometimes it's boring. At the end of the day, I think we'll have a big run at it next year. But it would be nice to play it on a video game if anyone's listening. Put it on a bloody video game, dicks. So let's talk about the British Touring Cars season review. Uh, the championship had nine rounds this year, uh, with three races at each round. Instead of ten, we missed the Silverstone Circuit International layout, unfortunately. But we still got nine rounds, and nine rounds is good. And uh, there were a couple of rule changes. Goodyear is our new was the new tyre supplier, taking over from Dunlop. Um, qualifying was the same, except in Snetterton they trial the top 10 shootout which was quite interesting you know it's nice it's nice to see that they're playing around with stuff I mean again with something like this if it's not broke don't fix it but it's nice to try out different stuff and I think it was fun so they might do it again next season uh, in terms of the support championship it's pretty much the same um, but we had poor sprint challenges and Cayman GT4s racing certain rounds and of course the big change was the Renault uh, Clio Cup was um changed in for the mini challenge which was a great idea because that championship was dwindling anyway i think they had about nine to 13 cars on the grid whereas the mini challenge cup brought about 20 to 30 cars so much more interesting so um round one at donington pole position by colin turkington why not but what we what we saw and what we didn't realize what we saw at donington was our sort of three or four or five main championship protagonists were all up there at the weekend, you know, Dan Camish won the first race, Colin Turkton won the second, and Ash Sutton won the third race, and that sort of set it up for the season, which was really cool, and I like that, I like that a lot, um, Ash Sutton took the first win for Infinity, uh, Colin Turkington second, first, and tenth, Dan Camish took a win, so it kind of set it up quite nicely, actually, uh, Rory Butcher was also up there on the podium, Tom Oliphant was up there on the podium, Josh Cook on the podium, Really, really quite interesting. Um, and the Infinity, uh, not the Infinity, the Hyundai got the first podium with the second place with Chris Marley in the last race. So, really interesting. Donington Park was quite exciting. It was the start of a delayed season. We'd never seen this before. We started at Donington Park for a change. Um, yeah, it was quite interesting. And it was exciting, close racing. We had a lot of different people up there. I remember some of these cars are brand new. That Infinity's, you know, fresh out of the box. Um, the new Ford Focus was up there scoring podiums. The Infinity, uh, I keep saying Infinity, the Hyundai was up there scoring podiums. So it it was really interesting. Uh, yeah, okay, there were a few people we were missing off the grid and we dropped a few during the season, and whatever, but overall it was really good. Really good, strong season. On to Brands Hatch GP then. Um, for the first of two installments this year, they'd switched them around. So Brands Hatch GP layout was at the start of the season. And the Brands Hatch Indy was to finish, and I thought that was a great way to do it. I think that's the better way to do it. I think the Indy circuit just works better as a season finale kind of um, race meeting. Uh, so yeah, um, Dan Cambridge won again, uh, but then he had two retire, two non-scoring points finishes. So that was a real kick in the championship, and, and he scored pretty much for the rest of the season. But that is a big blow, especially at the start. Colin Turkington had a blinder of a weekend, he won again. Ash Sutton didn't win at Brands Hatch, but he was up there. Uh, Tom Oliphant took his first win and only win of the season, so that was new and exciting. Uh, Stephen Jelly scored a podium, which was really nice to see. Um, yeah, it, 
Brentouch was pretty good, a bit more mixed up. Quite a few retirements from the big boys though, Butcher Ingram and Camish all retiring, as was Jake Hill, Adam Morgan, Dolly Jackson, Chris Smiley, loads of big retirements in that final race, which led to some interesting results. Some drivers lower down the grid scoring some points. Um, Nick Hamilton scoring his first and only point of the season. It was a bit of a mix. It was nice to get Brantach GP out of the way. I, I find it a bit boring, to be honest. Brantach India is definitely the way to go. Round three onto Alton Park. Wins for Rory Butcher, Ash Sutton and Adam Morgan. Mercedes, which would be, I believe, Mercedes's last win. Uh, unless they're unless anyone's building the new A-Class. But as we know, um, Sicily Racing are moving to the new BMW. They bought two shells, I believe, off WSR. So there should be at least four of them on the grid next year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know who's going to be on the grid, what budget's going to be. Andrew Jordan could be back. Jason Plato, Mike Jackson. There's loads of big names floating around. Is Matt Neal going to retire? So many unanswered questions. But that's the beauty of this championship. It's so much more ex- exciting than others because there's so much going on. There's, I mean, yeah, you could say musical chairs sounds a bit cheap, but it's not. It makes it more interesting. It gives drivers different chances. Uh, more opportunities and uh, you know there's so many different cars on the grid to drive that someone could just gel with one car and like that Honda Civic the FK2 the older Honda Civic it's so nice you know it's such a good car it's still winning races now (laughs) it's been out for years one of the oldest cars now on the grid and it's still winning races so yeah Owen Park um, speaks for itself my local circuit one of my favourite tracks to go to yeah okay not a lot of overtaking usually but exciting circuit good for spectators First time I've not been there to watch the championship for about 10 years. Big letdown, but hopefully back next year. Uh, Rory Butcher was on the money all weekend, brought him back into championship contention. Ashley Sutton took a win. Turkington didn't take a win. Um, and he was sort of trailing Sutton, really, over the course of the weekend. Did score some podiums, though, so kept him in it. Camish was up and down. A 15th place, not, not the best. Ingram was up and down, retirement. Uh, Jake Tom Holofan on the podium Jake Hill got a podium mixed results mixed results um, Knock Hill uh, for round 4 Knock Hill's a great circuit lovely track lovely to drive on the video games Ash Sutton and real world drivers on the money taking 2 wins taking following uh, with 2 second places outscored him in the 3rd race but only just uh, great weekend really that was a big defining weekend, I think, for Sutton. Definitely, um, definitely put him forward and, and gave him four wins that season, most of anyone. So, really good work. But, you know, little did we know he wouldn't win again until Brands Hatch. So, insane. Uh, yeah, Colin Turkington in two second places and a ninth place. Dan Camish up there, but not really. Probably best of the front wheel drive cars. Ingram scored a podium. Butcher got a win at home, which was good. Jake Hill back on the podium again. He won there last year. Tom Chilton bringing in the podiums. A second place for Senate Proctor, so the high on die was back. You know, Knock Hill is quite predictable, I think, each year, but still an exciting race to watch, an exciting meeting to watch, and I enjoyed it, and I think a lot of other people did as well. So it was good to, it was good to go. I like Knock Hill. Knock Hill's one of my favourite on the calendar, keep it on. On to Thruxton. Uh, thank God we're only running once there this year, but we're back again twice next year because, you know, it's the Southern Touring Car Championship and, you know, everyone loves Thruxton. Thruxton, predominantly front-wheel drive circuit, short wheelbase. Uh, we've proven long wheelbase works in the past, but it is front-wheelbase, uh, short wheelbase, front-wheel drive cars. Rear-wheel drive can get up there, but 
Still a good circuit though, not knocking it, still a good circuit. Uh, Ingram put himself back into title contention with two wins in the fifth place. Excellent work, that, um, that uh, Toyota, really good round there, really good. It's like they worked all season for that weekend and then they scored maximum points and really brought them back into it. And I have to say, you know, with the ballast moving up and down and, and, and everything, we have had a couple of double winners at weekends. Will we see a triple winner again? Who knows, only two drivers have done it in the past, Dan Eves and Jason Plato. So will we see people do it in the past again? I don't know. We shall see. But yeah, two wins for Tom Ingram in a fifth place. Two second places for Dan Camish, so he was up there, front-wheel drive up there. Ash Sutton was best at the rear-wheel drive cars with a fifth and two fourth places. And Colin Turkin's championship took another kick um, in the in the nuts with a non-classified finish in the first race, 13th and an eighth. So, again, another defining moment. The pendulum swing, swings towards Camish, Ingram and, and Sutton at this point. Rory Woods is still up there, but not mad. He got a third place at the weekend. Uh, Josh Cook took a win, he always wins there, he won in the third race, and Matt Neal took two third places. Um, you know, when was Matt Neal's last win? I'm trying to remember, was it last year? I think it was the Snetterton Diamond race, wasn't it? Two years ago. So he hasn't won for a while now. Many podiums, a couple of thirds and seconds throughout the season, but he hasn't won. No, he wants to. He will get to that in a minute anyway. Silverstone for the next round, uh, round six. Uh, Ash Sutton, this is where the pendulum swung back towards... Uh, Turkington, Ash Sutton had a mare in the second race, finishing 26 with no points, first non-points finish of the year, in that race Colin Turkington won, uh, Dan Camish won the opening race in the second and a fourth, so he, he had a good weekend, uh, Ingram had a mare of a weekend, Rory Butcher had a podium, Tom Oliphant had a second place, Adam Morgan had a third, and a win, and the first win, little did we know of two, for Ollie Jackson, where did that come from? That Ford is quick, and I tell you what, he, you can knock the guy. I mean, he's had a podium in the past, but you can knock the guy. You, you can, because he's been open. He's had many opportunities to be on there, and he hasn't quite delivered. And he delivered in that race, and he proved a great race. And he, it didn't look like he was too slow either. It didn't look like he was really holding anyone up. No one was excessively battling behind him. So fair play. On to Croft then for the next weekend, and this is this is a title-defining weekend, I think. Um, so the two main title. Um, protagonist Turkington and Sutton, third and fourth for Croft in their opening race. Then both non-finish in the second race, Turkington with a retirement after an, an issue with the car, I believe. And Sutton being an idiot and going for a move on Hill or whoever it was, when he could have just waited, yeah, he could have got a fifth place or something there, and it had been fine. Uh, luckily, he got, luckily, Turkington retired as well, so not too bad. Um in that one, but some mixed mixed results in, in, in that one, Tom Ingram taking a win in the final race of the weekend uh, and two wins for Josh Cook at the opening, so that's crazy, another double winner, uh, it definitely did well there, and uh, that Honda Civic is getting getting there and thereabouts, but we thought we would it would have won the championship by now, it's in his third season, we thought he would have won the championship by now, still not, still not quite there, which is a shame, but you know, never mind couple of podiums for other drivers, Chilton, who's been up and down, really disappointing season again. He, he could be a championship winner. Podiums for Jake Hill, really was on the money all weekend, probably could have won as well. Um, yeah, really nice up and down weekend for the championship fight, so it made it quite interesting. Snetterton for the second to last uh, championship uh, season. This is where Turkington fought, right, I'm coming back here. Uh, had some ballast removed from the car, um, felt a bit more, I think it is a more rear-wheel drive circuit, Snetterton, definitely suits the BMW, two wins in a third place, but I'm right back into it, leading the championship going into the final round, actually, after all this. 
Uh, Ash Sutton, damage limitation, 5th, 3rd, 4th. Was up there, but not enough. Uh, three sixth places for Dan Kamish, not really enough, is it? Two second places and an eight for Ingram, so he was desperately clawing at straws. Uh, and another win for Ollie Jackson, another first place in the final race of the day. And again, he proved his own. He didn't look like he's holding people up. He raced well. <gasps> that new Ford Focus is quick, and he fair play to him. He's he's got a lot out of it. Two wins, incredible. Well done to him. Hats off to him. Hats off to the team. And um, let's talk about Anthony the better after his disqualifications at Thruxton. Honestly, get him off the grid. Don't want him. Not interested. Don't want him. A couple of drivers off the radar. Jack Goff all season, only scoring 11 points. I mean, that Passat's had it, and thank God it's going with the introduction of the new Cooper. So hopefully he'll get a seat in that and bring back his championship. Because remember, you know, for a couple of years, he was fighting for the championship, Jack Goff. And he, in his last season at Eurotech with Wix Racing, uh, a couple of years ago, 2018, I think. He was fighting for the championship and got poles, wins, everything. And this year, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Best place, we don't even get top 10 all season. I think best place 11th. So, you know, you need, you need to look at where you are and what's best for you as well as the driver. I know it's difficult to find a seat sometimes, but Jesus. Under the radar much. So, yeah, up and down in the championship fight. Really closed it in with five drivers mathematically in the chance for the championship as we go to Brands Hatch Indy for the final race weekend of the season. Theoretically, between uh, Turkington and Ashley Sutton. Um, first race of the, of the weekend, Ashley Sutton got second place, signing to ninth, so a bit of a drip. Um, you know, and there was a couple of incidents as well. Dan Camish won the final race, so that helped him. Third place for Ingram. Uh, all the championship can protagonists were, were up there in the top five really all seat all weekend so it made it really interesting um yeah uh and other drivers not scoring as well as they should be but some good results all the same um in the second to last race actually setting one and effectively won the championship you know that's what he needed to do he needed to win the race and did fantastically well uh, we'll get on to that in a minute. Third place for Dan Camish. Did as much as he could. Second place for Ingram, who was on the podium all weekend. Third, two seconds. Rory Butcher won the final race of the season, giving him um, three wins in the season and multiple podiums. Very good. Very good season. Strong season. He's a good driver. He's, he's a future winner, I think. Maybe next year if the Ford's had a year of development. We'll see. Uh, Ian Colin Turkington finished the season with a ninth place and not enough, obviously, to come to the championship and only finishing two points ahead of Dan Camish, who finished third in the championship for the second consecutive season in a row. And the points were quite close, really, between the top five. 286, 326, 334, 336, 350. So very close. Uh, my driver of the season has to go to Ashley Sutton, dragging that infinity from half a season of development with a new team, new teammate, everything, to win the championship by, you know, 15 or something points. Really good. Strong week, strong all season. He was quick everywhere. Wins pretty much all for the season. Podiums. You know, in, in most race weekends, he didn't finish lower than, like, you know, fit, he always got at least a fifth or something. He was he was up there all weekend and put Turkington and BMW down. I think, I think BMW had been taken down by the off-season as well, and by the corona as well, had been dwindling a little bit, and that was just a nail in the coffin, I think. So, well done to them. Driver of the season. Um, car of the season, I guess, has to go to the Infinity as well. I mean, I was expecting other cars like the Honda Civic, the BMW to be very strong again, which it was. The Toyota, really. The um, Corolla to be really up there. Uh, that new Ford Focus is definitely new car of the season. Definitely, but that Infinity's car of the season for sure. The Ford Focus is definitely a close second. Both cars overperforming, I believe. 
doing well for all their drivers really um, delivering quick good to look at and they'll do well next year I believe um, yeah really good and there are a couple of standout performances which i like to go through quickly uh, Ash Sutton of course as I mentioned Rory Butcher is definitely an outstanding performer Jake Hill was up there again Ollie Jackson two wins podium excellent drive all year three podiums Definitely worth it. Definitely standout performer. That high and die, even though it was up and down, still still performed well on 13th, 14th in the standings with two podiums, so decent. Could have won it as well. Um, Michael Cree is a good standout driver, winning the Jack Sears Trophy. Of course, Bobby Thompson missed the last two rounds, but still perfect. You know, good run, good car, good sponsors. Really, really wants to be in the championship and deserves to be there. Uh, Rob Austin, a great standout performer, only running at Thruxton, um, and outperformed everyone who else who used that Vauxhall Astra performance, finishing 12th, 12th, 11th, and outscored some drivers that have done a full season, so really good standout performer. A couple of drivers uh, I'm not that should be reconsidered what they're doing. Tom Chilton, 10th in the standings this season, only two podiums. We expect so much more from him. Um to be honest, considering Jake, uh, his teammate Josh Cook got three wins, so I mean, I don't know what's going on with Tom Chilton, but he's not gelling well with something. Matt Neal, couple of podiums this season, third, third, second place. Should definitely consider retiring. Um, Aidan Moffat outperformed and outclassed, you know, Ashley Sutton won the championship. Aidan Moffat only finished 15th in the standings and didn't take a podium all year. Big let down there. Uh, I know there's some drivers have trouble transitioning from from wheel drive and rear wheel drive uh, machinery, but his best finish was a four four season, so needs to needs to have a have a think about that and really come back all guns blazing next season. Um, Jack Goff, another one I mentioned before, best finish for eleventh. Not really there or thereabouts. The Passats were just a joke this year. Good job they're going. And you need to get him off the grid. Disqualification. Disgusting racing, disgusting driving, consistent takeouts, backlash from media. Nowhere near his teammates who finished, you know, like 5th and 12th in the standings, both taking wins. And he finished 25th in the standings behind drivers that had only done part season. So get him off the grid, I don't want him there. Uh, Nick Hamilton, just not with the pace as well. Only one scoring, one point scoring uh, finish all season with a 15th place. Tom Wanza Cole, not really there. You know, the, the Passat, I'll blame it on the Passat. I'll put him in the Coopers next year and we'll see how they do, but Passat's good job they're going. Um, very impressed on the level of drivers that uh, Paramax Racing got in. Uh, all of them, I think, doing a pretty good job, really, considering they've not really j- had any testing or jump in the car. Shame about Jack Constable not getting any runs. Jade Edwards, strong performances. Jessica Hawkins again, you know. Lots of great names. It'd be nice to see a, a woman do a full season as well, especially one of those two. They're very quick drivers. Very exciting. And we'll have to see for next year, and we'll have to see how many cars are on the grid next year and what what's sort of going to happen. Um, let's just look forward quickly to 2021. 20, uh, uh, so the same support series, same tyres and everything. Not a lot of drivers... You know, if you looked at the F1 calendar for, or the F1 grid for next year, you'd pretty much see a full grid nearly confirmed. There are a few seats still unconfirmed, maybe three or four. But overall, pretty much ready to go. Whereas this, there's only three drivers confirmed for next year. And that's Dan Camish at Honda, Jake Hill at um, MB Motorsport, and Adam Morgan at Sicily, Sicily Motorsport. No one else is uh, no confirmed yet. Um, 
we expect to see four Hyundai's on the grid. We expect to see because they um, joined forces with Trade Pice cars for the Accelerate. Team Hard have got the new Cooper Lounge, which are confirmed. Sicily Motorsport with the new BMW. We expect MV Motorsport to run the Hondas again. BMW and Honda both confirmed. We expect, you know, we expect Motorbase to be there. We expect Power Max Racing to be there. We expect Team Parker Racing uh, to, you know, um, mine's gone blank. We expect a lot of people to be there. Uh, Toyota, we expect to be there. They're not confirmed yet. We expect. Um, we're nice to see two crawls on the grid, wouldn't it, for a change? Well, <laughs> what are we going to do about that? We can only dream. I would like to hope so, but I mean, Toyota are testing a new hybrid system, so it would be nice to see them go all guns blazing for the championship. But it's nice to see Toyota win the championship, actually. Uh, we expect uh, Laser Tools Race and the defending champions to be there, so. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, not much in terms of rule changes that I can see at the moment. It, of course, will be the 64th season of the championship uh, and the 10th season for the NGTC cars, which, by the way, we've seen a brand new NGTC car every single season that these new rules have, have arrived and the new one for next year is the Cupra. So, amazing. What great rules. What, what we've seen, we've seen some amazing technology and movement forward of the championship and diversity and you don't see that in a lot of championships so well done to everyone for that um yeah so as we said before the team harder switching from the volkswagen to the cupra trade price cars um will merge with accelerate running um the hyundai i30 fastback and performance sicily motorsport as said the other day will be switching to the bmw 330 im sport yeah, the calendar, we're hoping to get 10 rounds back again. Not doing the Silverstone layout, which is annoying, but we are doing two runs at Thruxton, one in May and one in August. The championship kicks off at Brands Hatch Indy, reverting back to that on the 3rd of April, uh, with the finishing at the GP circuit on the 9th of October, so full season. Um, I should be at Alton Park, hopefully, in May to watch the championship. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting, you know, whether, like I said, we don't know how many people will see on the grid and everything, but it's going to be good and exciting to see everything being released. Uh, will, do I think um, Autosport International will go ahead in January? I do not. I think if they do do anything, it'll be an online show and you can just log in and, and pay for something and look at it or there'll be YouTube clips and blah, blah, blah. Um, but hopefully there'll be some touring car news and release. And remember, the championship isn't starting until... Um, April, so that's four months into next, so there's a good five months away yet for the new championship, so there's plenty of time for us to sit around on our arse doing nothing, but I'm excited for next year, I'm excited for new seasons racing, we're getting closer to the hybrid rules we've got new stuff coming in Formula 1, hopefully soon which will mix up the grid, thank god, we've got new stuff coming in, Le Mans, as I mentioned earlier with the LMP, the LMDH and we formulae, you've got so much going on. You know, there is a lot going on. We should be thankful that we've had so much racing we've had this year. And, um, you know, we look forward to a strong running for next year. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be doing one more episode, I think, before Christmas, maybe one or two. Very busy at the moment, being back to work. Coronavirus, university, it's all coming together now for the fun and games of winter. But, yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and I hope that you have a safe and a happy Christmas New Year and we look forward to some amazing racing in 2021. See you later.